0: Do you struggle with emotional or stress eating? Have you ever wondered if that is the source of the bad eating habits that you just can't kick? Maybe this idea is new to you or maybe you've tried everything under the sun to just stop, well today, I am diving deep into the to- topic of emotional eating and living healthy God's way with special guest Jessica Hoddle. We talk a lot about how understanding that your body, mind, emotions, and spirit all work together when it comes to living healthy and knowing that and understanding that really is the key to help you overcome emotional eating and live as your overall healthiest self. Jessica Hoddle is a faith based fitness coach, podcast host, bestselling author, and speaker with a heart for teaching Christian women how to honor their feelings and heal from their hurt with a biblical perspective. She's the author of four books. Jessica is the Mm -hmm. host of the From Head to Heart podcast, where she teaches women how to trust God and heal emotionally and grow their relationship with him. Also, at the end of our conversation, after having built up to it, I asked her whether she thinks emotional eating is something you can overcome completely and put in the past or if it will always be a part of your journey. The answer may surprise you, and I'm so excited for you to tune into this super encouraging and challenging conversation. So whether you feel you have a good handle on your emotional health or this is a weak spot for you, I know you'll find something good to apply to your life starting today. Let's do it. Hey, sweet mama, welcome to Healthy and Empowered Living. Do you want to consistently make your healthiest choices so you can finally get to a weight you love? Do you find yourself up late at night searching recipes for healthier family meals or motivation to work out? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel frustrated that you can't follow through or guilty that it's taking away precious time from your kids? Again, hey, I'm Lauren. I too was a mom who wanted to lose weight. I too worried that my health was taking up too much of my time and energy and wished that I could finally let go of the number on the scale and have a healthy relationship with food and exercise. I wanted confidence and freedom to love my body and food and have more energy for the things that really mattered to me. But I kept telling myself that I'd never have the discipline to consistently make healthy choices and that I'd just keep falling off the wagon. Until I found a little secret that helped me get to and stay at a weight I love. In this podcast, you will find all the motivation and quick tips you need to live healthy consistently through mindful eating, fitness made simple, and mindset transformation so that you will live in true confidence at a weight you love and as the mama God created you to be. So pop in those earbuds, grab your healthy snack, and let's do this. Welcome to the Healthy and Empowered Living podcast. I am so excited to have Jessica Hoddle on today to talk with me. I pray that you are blessed by this conversation. I'm going to let her tell you more about herself, but I'll just say that I have been following Jessica for quite a while now, and she has been such a voice of truth and encouragement and really a challenge in my life, which is such a blessing. Um, so thank you, Jessica, for what you do and um, for coming on the podcast today. So. Um, Yeah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about you, your story, how you came to help women in the way that you do today?
1: I think I love what you said the most that I challenged you. I think that's the highest compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I think for me, you know, it's always hard to feel challenged because so many things about even our physical body, everything just says, no, I don't want to, you know, learn something new or it feels too hard. And so I just was laughing when you were saying that because it just brought me joy. Uh, But yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You know, my journey Gosh, it has been, you know, at the time of this recording, I'm 35 and my journey started when I was super young. You know, I would say I kind of came out of the womb probably in... A fight or flight with my mom because, you know, growing up in an abusive home, you tend to pick up a lot of unhealthy habits and unhealthy attachments. And that really carried into my teenage years, especially even in my youth, like not even full teenage years. But I easily first turned to men, you know, to find that kind of love and comfort. And then as I got older, it went right into my body. You know, I could control my body, right? I could work out. I could focus on what I was eating. That was something that I felt in control of because everything else around me felt out of control. So if I was like, if I could just get this body, well, then I can have the confidence and I can feel so great about myself and feel loved, cared for. And then I put my identity in my business. And, you know, all these years later, it can still easily come for me. Mm-hmm. but now that I've went through so much healing and the process of really renewing my mind, but really transforming my mind mm-hmm. of the beliefs that I carry. Cause that's a really honestly a huge thing. What I believed about food, what I believed about my body mm-hmm. and most importantly, what I believed about God. And so this topic that we're going to talk about today is definitely near and dear to my heart. Cause I wrestled with for many years of under eating over-exercising, taking all the pre-workouts, all the energy drinks, but I was just exhausted and miserable all the time. I might've had a six pack, but looking back, I was in the most unhealthy state physically and emotionally, even though the outside of my body looked a certain way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's super similar to my story. I've shared it here on the podcast before, but you know, I was so in the diet mentality and the you know I got to follow the strict exercise program and had my goal weight, and I got to my goal weight, and I was like, no, I can go just a little bit lower. I can go a little bit lower, and I would get there. And I I realized that there was nothing satisfying or fulfilling about reaching a goal weight. Like I was like you said, like I may have looked physically healthy, but I was not emotionally or mentally healthy at all. Yeah, because um, so yeah,
1: we can, we think we can keep going. You know, for me, it was like when I was lifting weights, I was lifting heavy weights, but then I was like, oh, I can just keep going. And this isn't even strong. Like I'm not even muscular. I'm not that like, there's never an end point because our emotional maturity is just desiring this outcome of really the satisfaction of being loved, being heard and being seen. And we're trying to fill that through something else, Mm -hmm. which is why the weight number, it will always be lower or the weight, you know, of the weight that we lift will always want to be higher. So, yeah.
0: We're always seeking some kind of external, um, validation or reward. And really mm-hmm. that's, we're never going to find that. So yeah, so living healthy. Um, okay. So I know you've kind of, you alluded to this a little bit. I know one of your past passions, similarly to mine is living healthy, but with this biblical mindset. So I wanted to ask you, have you experienced a time in your life where you felt like your health was really hindering your relationship with God rather than helping it?
1: Yeah, I think that when I began to learn that we are a spirit, have a soul and live in a body, it really began to change the way I read scripture, but also my relationship with not only God, but myself. I think that when we're really stuck in the diet mentality, the weight loss, I got to have this many points or eat this many carbs or this many fats, not saying that they are bad in itself, but we start to forget that our body works as a whole. Mm -hmm. So when we're restricting calories, it's not just that you're restricting calories. You're actually putting extra stress on your body and your body now is becoming malnourished, which is then why we get fatigued and tired and we have thyroid issues and adrenal issues. And for me, when that happens, it is very hard to have when we have brain fog. Hello, it's hard to read. It's hard to focus. So indirectly, that, of course, is going to hurt not only our relationship with God, but our relationship with the people around us. So I think that they always go hand in hand and they live in tension with each other. You know, when we're having a bad day, it's not always easy to reach for our Bible or to listen to the life-giving words of just the Bible reading to us or whatever it is. We want to do something else to distract ourselves. And so I think that definitely they go hand in hand. Again, they live in tension with each other of if we're also not taking care of our, our body and our mind, it will probably hinder our relationship with God. And that they both go together so beautifully because he created our bodies.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I one of the things that I encourage women to do all the time is really invite God into their health journey and, and ask mm-hmm. Him, "What does He want them to do in order to live their healthiest?" Because that's the reality: is that He created our bodies intricately, and He knows us, and He knows the nutrients and you know everything that we need. And so if we're constantly listening to the world and and trying to do what the world is telling us is the best way, you know, we're not, we're not focusing our ears and our minds on, on where God is leading us, especially Mm -hmm. in our health, because he's going to know how we can live physically healthiest in order to, um, you know, walk out the purpose and the calling that he has for our lives. So I love that you shared that. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I think too, so many times we become afraid because it's like, oh, it's a diet. I got to follow it. And when we say to be led by God, I think so many women are like, how do I do that? Is he going to tell me how many carbs to have? But really, I think in the end, it really just deals with the fact that you're listening to this diet or this way of eating, tell you how to eat. And you're not even consciously thinking about what you're eating. You're just saying, okay, I'm supposed to eat this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. which to me disempowers you Mm -hmm. to be able to make the choice yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're following this diet, you could be hungry, but you are not honoring your hunger because well, you're following this diet and it only says to have one egg for breakfast, but you're like, I could really eat two eggs and some oatmeal. Mm -hmm. And I know that's extreme, just example. But the reality is, is that when we actually learn to begin to trust God and the way he created our bodies, we actually begin to listen to the cues that our body is giving us.
0: Yeah. Which is absolutely the hardest part these days, because we are almost trained to stop listening to our bodies and to, to push ourselves to our limits. And I love that you use the word disempowered, you know, when you're following a diet, when you're following a plan that's telling you what to do and when to do it, you are disempowered, which is exactly um, why my podcast is titled the way that it is healthy and empowered living, because my ultimate goal is to empower you to begin being mindful and living in such a way that you are listening to your bodies and your body's cues and Um, you're empowered to make the choices that you know it's leading you to. So yeah, love it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I know so many women listening struggle with um, eating healthy, like um, emotional eating, uh, stress eating, things like that. Can you give us, um, so I know this is a specialty of yours. Can you give us a quick definition of um, what that even means? And maybe a few signs um, that women might notice um, where this might really be the issue behind their un- unhealthy eating habits?
1: Yeah, I always think back to I, you know, I was a personal trainer for for years, and I created a studio in my basement. So I taught fitness classes, and I was just in all the studios exhausting myself. But when I was with the person, when I was training one on one, I could have somebody stepping just on a stepper for like forty five minutes, and they would never care, but they just wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it wasn't about the exercises that I had them do. It was actually about the emotional aspect that they were dealing with, which brought them to where they were in the workout. Mm-hmm. They thought, I'm gonna go work out, I'm gonna make this happen, and I'm gonna lose the weight. But when I actually got talking to them, it was more than that. It was, here's what's going on in my home, here's everything that I'm doing. Oh, I'm just so stressed. And and what happens is that now you realize that it's not about our effort meaning i need to change my schedule i need to change how many workouts i do cuz that's our first go to mm-hmm. i'm stress eating i'm emotional eating man i just need to change my habits mm-hmm. i need to change everything which is really this external force right it's external effort if i could change my surroundings then i can change what's happening inside of me but that wasn't the case it didn't matter what workout i did what what we did What mattered was what actually was going on inside of her. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is really the root cause of stress eating and emotional eating. It's really our beliefs. Mm -hmm. What do we believe about God? What do we believe about our circumstance? Because what is stressful to me is not going to be stressful to you. Mm -hmm. So identifying our beliefs around the situation or circumstance is what we will consider stress. Mm -hmm. Some people consider getting married stressful. Some people don't. (laughs) right? And so how we carry and what we believe about stress is a huge indicator of how we're going to show up in our eating and how we're going to show up emotionally with that. Um, But to me, they kind of go hand in hand, stress eating and emotional eating, because at the root of it, we really just have to address what do we believe about food? Why do we believe it? What do we believe about God? And what do we believe that he says about us?
0: Yeah, that is so good. I, I love that you point out that it's not really about changing like the external habits. You know, it's about digging deeper into the root cause and kind of dealing with that mm-hmm. um, more than like, oh, I'm stress eating. I need to stop eating sugar. Like I need to just cut out sugar because that's yes. clearly going to fix my problem. Like, exactly. Well, no, let's dig into why, you know, why do you feel the need to eat sugar? Why do you feel like it's controlling you? Like what is actually going on deep inside that's causing you the stress or causing you this emotion? Can we deal with the trigger of all of that? So that's really, really good. Um, Yeah. So, and you kind of touched on this a little bit before, but can you expand a little bit on um, just the idea that um, dieting or food restriction is really just adds to the stress and is kind of a, this terrible way of dealing with and overcoming the emotional eating.
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting because a lot of the women, I think it's like 50, 50 when inside of my emotional eating framework course, a lot of women were like, how do I address the fact that I don't eat when I'm stressed? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that stress in itself, if you're just having kind of a stressful day can actually decrease your appetite because your body is focusing on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. So you're not even thinking about eating really, because you're just living on either adrenaline or what happens though, is that if you don't come out of that stress and that cortisol kicks up, and that is often where a lot of the weight gain comes from because we never leave a stress state and we're always stressed we're all, but we just say it. I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, and so we live in that state which can easily cause the weight gain because of these cortisol increase. And then when we think about food restriction, the more that we restrict food, which is really the good food bad food mentality, mm-hmm. because food restriction comes from okay, this food is bad, I need to keep it out of my diet. Mm-hmm. And then when we eat it since we labeled it bad, we then label ourselves bad. Mm-hmm. So they go hand in hand. As right. you can see, a lot of things live in tension with each other. They go hand in hand. So when I start restricting food now, of course, we're not talking about dietary restrictions or things like that, but when we start restricting food, as soon as we come off of that diet, so to speak, we want it all mm-hmm. because we think that we're never going to be able to have it again. Mm-hmm. Or right before you go on a diet, I see this often too, is that they splurge on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you can't have pizza on this diet, then you're going to eat. You're gonna be like, okay, this is my farewell dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat all the pizza. You're going to make yourself sick. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be so upset that you can't have pizza. And then as soon as you get off, it's going to be one of the first things that you have. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you start labeling all these foods mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And that really where the food restriction comes in is again, our beliefs around food. And a lot of it, honestly, for me, even personally comes from other people telling us what is good and bad. Right. Yeah. Don't have bananas, too much sugar, too much carbs, don't have fruits, too much sugar, too many carbs. And then it was, we'll have fruit and sugar because, or have fruit because it is good sugar. So there's so many messages out there, but again, we're not being in tune with what actually feels good with our body. I can't really have bananas too much because it does kind of make me bloated. So, but I can have it a little bit, you know, but it's not a bad food. Mm -hmm. So I think that food restriction comes a lot with labeling. And then we start to feel that shame cycle, Mm -hmm. right? When we're, when we emotionally eat Mm -hmm. because we become triggered and then we want our control back because we're in uncomfortable feelings. Right. And then we feel shame because we eat the food and then it just goes back into the cycle.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That shame cycle is really, um, that's <laughs> a killer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. love
0: that you brought up too, like the food labeling, um, you know, especially like diet culture tells us so much like this food is good and this food is bad. Um, but you know, and you took it one step further, which I've talked about before on the podcast, um, about, you know, if you see this food as bad, then when you do eat it, you take on that identity. Um, and yeah. so, and you know, as we've talked about already so much in this conversation, like your identity is in Christ, right? Like there's, um, you know, your your walk with the Lord is not um, defined by what you eat or don't eat Mm -hmm. and realizing that, you know, your identity in Christ is solid. Like that is your solid foundation. There's nothing that's going to redefine you based on what you eat or don't eat or how much you exercise or don't exercise or whatever. I kind of got off on a tangent there. (laughs) We'll jump back onto the topic. No, I
1: mean, we give food a moral compass. Yes. So we give, you know, food has no no value or no moral, but whatever we give it. And for me, labeling good food or bad, I see it all the time because when they have a really good lunch, but then they want to have a cookie, Mm -hmm. they disregard anything and they just say, I had a cookie, I'm bad. Mm -hmm. And instead of just saying this is a cookie and I'm so good if I have a cookie, Mm -hmm. you know, or a cupcake or desserts period, we've just labeled everything bad that is not like chicken with nothing on it, (laughs) you know, if I'm not eating rice and chicken, then I'm just not healthy, (laughs) you know, Um, which I just feel like was such a thing. And, you know, for bodybuilders, it's like you just see them eat rice and chicken and it's like, well, if I'm not eating that every day, (laughs) then I'm just not I'm just not good and my body's not good.
0: Yeah, it's so true.
1: And one other thing I want to
0: kind of bring back full circle that you mentioned about, um, you know, for you, you know, the world is saying, you know, eat the banana, don't eat the banana. And, you know, you said specifically for you, like, I can eat some banana, but if I do eat a lot of banana, it really doesn't make me feel very well. And that kind of comes back to the being mindful and aware of how foods are making you feel and listening to your body with it. Like, yeah, we're not going to say a banana is good or bad for you. But if you eat it, and it doesn't make you feel well, like, don't eat the banana, right? Yeah. But we've like learned to tune out all of those signs. Like, oh, I feel bloated. Meh, whatever, it's just part of life, you know. It's yeah. like, okay, well, no. What if we stopped and actually investigated what caused me to feel bloated? Like, I shouldn't feel this way. This is not how my body is is meant to be um, processing food in its natural way. Yeah. And so, if if I am feeling this way, I need to start investigating, like, why. You know what mm-hmm. I
1: mean? Oh yeah, I, I mean, mean especially with gas and bloating. The way you pass stools, the shape and size right. of your stools, like uh, where you carry your stress, your shoulders, your, your jaw, your eyebrows, you know, if you're always tired, because I think there's a difference between just being tired, not sleeping well. I mean, if you're a new mom or whatever season you're in, mm-hmm. but to just say that you're tired all the time, uh, I think there's something other underlying, you know, mm-hmm. if you eat certain foods and then feel tired after, feel fatigued after. These are all signs that your body is just saying, "Hey, we just need a little extra support and help."
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so women listening right now are saying, "Yes, yes, I I definitely struggle with emotional eating, but you know, nothing has ever really worked in the past for me, or I just I don't know what to do now because I'm feeling overwhelmed or um, whatever." What do you say to that woman? Like, what's a good first step to take?
1: I always say that a good relationship with ourselves or a healthy relationship with ourselves starts with a healthy relationship of God. They go hand in hand. I think so many times, especially in the believer circle, we just, we think that we're just like a worm and we shouldn't have feelings and we don't matter. And we shouldn't prioritize our health because that's self glorifying and that's selfish. It's just so fascinating to me that we just disregard ourselves because God thinks that we just want to always take care of other people when our relationship with God matters. And so how I view my relationship with God is definitely going to impact myself. So if I think he's somebody that's like striking me down or evil or sending evil upon me or sending all these evil things and not good things and all these tests, Mm -hmm. then my life is going to directly reflect that. Right. And if I don't believe he's the healer, if I don't trust him, that's a huge one. If I don't think that he cares about my pain and my hurt, mm-hmm. guess what? I'm going to try to do it all myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to take it into my own hands. And I think that that, to be honest, if I could, I mean, that's just the biggest thing is how is your relationship with yourself? Because that's going to impact your relationship with God and your relationship with God impacts your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where it starts. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, and I love that your first step and your piece of advice has nothing to do with what you're eating or not eating. Like <laughs> Exactly. It, it's so true. I'm, so, I'm just yeah.
1: not that girl. Like in my emotional eating course, we don't even talk about food in the sense, like mm-hmm. we don't talk about carbs, proteins, any of that. Cause it's right. just not an issue. I, one of my one-on-one clients had come to me for, I want to lose weight and I'm really stressed about my weight. I think it was like, four or five weeks before we even touched on mm-hmm. her body and her weight yeah. because there were so many other things that was weighing her down. Mm-hmm. Unforgiveness, there's a, a book I'm reading called Deadly Emotions and it's so true that our emotions, especially the like anger and hate and unforgiveness and offended, being offended, those are some powerful emotions that we carry in our body mm-hmm. that can very easily lead to weight gain and autoimmune disease mm-hmm. or pain in our joints and in our body, mm-hmm. you know we don't think about that. We just think, oh, it's food or I'm just stressed. But actually, no. There's deeper things that are causing us to respond and react mm-hmm. the way that we do.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've heard I've heard the term um, used before to describe that, like spiritual weight, like it shows up as physical weight, but it's really a lot of times spiritual way. Like what are you holding on to that's affecting you spiritually that your body is just clinging to? And yeah, yeah, that's really good. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I want to talk about um, for those who maybe have started the process of healing from emotional eating, but still fall back into it at times, would you say that there does come a time where you can walk totally free from things like emotional eating or stress eating? Um, or do you think it's more of a journey that you kind of will always continue to walk out, you know, this side of heaven with our unrenewed souls?
1: I think that it will always be a journey. I, I think 100% that because we always have emotions. Right. The goal isn't to get rid of your emotions and the goal isn't to um, act as though reality doesn't exist. And so you're going to go to the movie and movies and you're just going to have a large thing of popcorn. Okay, it's just the reality, but guess what? It's joy. It brought you joy, Mm -hmm. okay? But to you, that might've been, oh my gosh, I overate, I shouldn't have done that. But even in joy moments, we can still emotionally eat. It's not all bad. All emotional eating is not bad. What do we do at a birthday party? What do we do at a celebration? What do we do when we're celebrating? It often evolves around food, but we're having joyous, we're celebrating, we're laughing, we're having a good time. And so, I don't think the goal is to ever say, I'm never going to emotionally eat again right. because it's good and bad mm-hmm. in a sense of like, you know, not good and bad, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's just that <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have unhealthy emotions and mm-hmm. we are going to have healthy emotions that will lead us to eat. Mm-hmm. So, I think the goal is, you know, when we're thinking about scripture, it talks about how our outer man continues to fade away, but our inner man is renewed day by day. Is that what I. Love is what I'm going to become. Mm-hmm. And so the more because we're just des- we're created to love. You know God is love. We are beings that love. And so our desires lead us. So the more that I become closer and sanctified by the Word and have this relationship with God, the more I'm transformed to love what He loves, mm-hmm. to be patient like He is, mm-hmm. to be kind like He is, to be gentle like He is. And all of that goes in with our emotional eating journey Mm -hmm. and stress eating journey is that I will still have emotions, but in that healing journey, I will be able to put my emotions and feelings into submission into a point of, hey, like I'm aware now that I just want to eat a whole row of Toll House cookies. And I understand that. And I'm angry and that's what I want to do, but I don't have to do it. And so that's to the point where we get to where you now become aware in your journey that you can, you are consciously making a choice mm-hmm. versus unconsciously making right. a choice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a really, really good way to explain it. Um, that, you know, ultimately we do have a choice, but in order to be able to make that choice um, from a place of being empowered, we have to be aware. Um of, you know, those choices that are coming up. And, um, you know, like if every time you come home from a long day of work, you go straight to the freezer and have a couple bites of ice cream and you just, you are in such a habit of doing that. You don't even recognize it. You know, you're not really making a choice in that moment. But once you, once you become aware of that and you, then you start digging into, okay, why am I doing that?
1: And yeah. then you get to start making that choice. I love that you said that. I mean, I'm always, I still ask myself all the time, all the time, Mm -hmm. am I hungry and do I want this? Mm -hmm. Because we're not immune to it. It's just the reality that I'm more aware of it. Mm -hmm. So I probably, I think this week I just asked, am I even hungry? Do I want this? Mm -hmm. Or do I just want it because it's here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of the time I don't want it. And then sometimes I'm like, eh, I kind of want it, you know, like, (laughs) um, but just asking like, am I hungry? And do I really want this? Mm-hmm. yeah,
0: absolutely. um the other thing I was gonna say too, I had this thought even as I was kind of thinking about this conversation coming up, um you know, when it comes to eating uh stress eating or emotional eating, and kind of bringing it back to the idea of um like need and um Almost idolatry. I'm just gonna say it. Like, you know, if you're to a point where you're like, I need to eat that entire batch of cookies. Like I just, I don't even know how to feel the things that I'm feeling. Like I just, I need to eat this and this is just where I am right now. Like yeah. to me, that really signifies um kind of that line. Like you're you're just, you know, if you come home and you're like, Am I hungry and I want this? And you're like, Yeah, I want a couple cookies. Okay. Cool. But if you're like, no, I need these cookies and I don't know how to say no to this, like that's kind of where um like that situation can change a little bit where you know, okay, something else is going on a little bit deeper and I need to address the deeper issue going on because I can't even control myself around this food. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: Yeah. and something that is so important for us to to remember is that we cannot solve emotional hunger with food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that food is like it doesn't talk back it's quiet. You can take it with you in a closet, in a bathroom, in your car on the way home and hide the wrappers. Mm -hmm. You can do all of those things because it to you feels like that emotional comfort. Mm -hmm. It doesn't condemn you. It doesn't make you feel bad. So when we are wanting to be seen, when we're wanting to feel safe when we're wanting to be heard, we can't, we just have to remember that we can't solve those things with food and that we need to begin to address them. And I think Oftentimes we're trying to to feed our emotional hunger with the food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think kind of just to
0: as we're wrapping up, you know, I want to bring it back kind of full circle in saying, you know, when we are recognizing like we're in these places of feeling these emotions and you know, you know, maybe you have been looking to food to solve those emotions for a really long time. Um remember and realize that you know, God is trustworthy and he is faithful and he is a good father who wants to be there with you in these emotions. You know, he wants us to bring our emotions to him and process our emotions with him. And he is really the safest place um, to come with those feelings. Like we do not have to run to food and then hide in shame. You know, even if you did run to food in an emotional outburst, you know, God is still that safest place to come back to and you don't have to hide in the shame. Like God is pursuing you and seeking you and loving you um, no matter what. And so I just want to kind of, yeah, leave us with that reminder today too. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So awesome. Um, Any last thoughts, Jessica, before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, I think just, you know, be encouraged that healing happens every day. I think, So many times we're like, okay, healing is only in this chair or when I spend hours away on the weekend or if I can go on vacation or whatever. But I think I always like to remind the women that I work with that healing really happens every day. It's a choice. You know, when I choose to forgive instead of hold on to this anger for somebody cutting me off, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just the smallest things that we choose every day that renew our minds. And produce the fruit of healing, which is patience, kindness, which is really the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So don't be overwhelmed when it feels like you don't have quote unquote time. Mm -hmm. You have time at the red light, you have time at a stop sign, you have time in the doctor's office, you have time in the carpool line, (laughs) don't make it so big that it feels so unattainable. And remember that you can make just the smallest decision in those times to think about something that is good right and true and noble
0: yeah i love that absolutely love that thank you
1: thank you so much for coming on and talking
0: with me today i know that women were blessed by all that you shared um, and i just i so appreciate you and all that you do Um, where can listeners connect with you if they want to learn more about
1: you or what you do Yeah. So you can get on my newsletter, uh, JessicaHuddle.com forward slash newsletter. That's pretty much where I like to be because I just share all the things and I send out a newsletter each week. Uh, So you can get on the newsletter or my podcast from head to heart. You can jump over there too with wherever you are. Um, And I do show up on social media as well. Everywhere is Jessica Huddle though.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yes, definitely. Hop on her podcast and her newsletter. I love getting her newsletter every week. It's the best thing ever. And I'm going to actually do a plug really quick. Um, Jessica wrote a book called Face Off With Your Feelings a couple years back. You can find it on Amazon. I bought it when it first came out. Actually, I got it as a Christmas present um, and it was amazing. So make sure you grab your copy of that too. I'll put links in the show notes for all of this stuff. So thank you again, Jessica, for coming on.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening today if you're loving
0: what you hear be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes each week also it would make my day to hear from you will you be so kind as to head over to apple podcasts rate the show and write a short review That helps me to know what you want to hear more of and helps more women find the show, learn, and be encouraged too. Lastly, if you're not already a part of the Joyful Health for Christian Moms Facebook community, we'd love to have you. We aren't meant to do this thing alone, so come find the support and encouragement you need on your journey to healthy and empowered living. From Ephesians 3, 16-19, I pray that from God's glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God.